Well, hello, everyone. I'm James Dobson, and you're listening to Family Talk, a listener-supported ministry. In fact, thank you so much for being part of that support for James Dobson Family Institute. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Family Talk. I'm Dr. Tim Clinton, co-host of the broadcast here at the Dr. James Dobson Family Institute. I also serve as president of the American Association of Christian Counselors. I'm honored to serve alongside Dr. Dobson as the resident authority on mental health and relationships here at the JDFI. We're so glad you've joined us. Hey, you know, the world seems pretty crazy and dark. We live in a time when evil is called good and good is called evil. Our kids are having to deal with issues that adults weren't even thinking about at their age. In addition, we're dealing with destructive hurricanes, earthquakes, fires, rivers drying up, new water flowing out of deserts. Um, Many believe that we're living in the end times. You know, as it says in Matthew 24, verse 7, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. But there's hope, as he goes on to say in Matthew 24, verses 13 and 14. But the one who endures to the end is the one who will be saved. The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. So how do we navigate these unprecedented times? How do we understand what the Bible describes as it's unfolding right before our eyes? Well, our guest today... Rabbi Jonathan Kahn has written a new book that explores the biblical mysteries that we're currently witnessing, and he lays out a blueprint on how to survive the days ahead. His new book is entitled The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times. Jonathan Kahn is also a longtime friend of Dr. Dobson and Family Talk. He's the president of Hope of the World Ministries. Jonathan also serves as senior pastor and messianic rabbi of the Jerusalem Center Beth Israel in New Jersey. He's a New York Times bestselling author. Some of his books include The Harbinger, The Paradigm, The Book of Mysteries, The Oracle. Rabbi Khan's teachings focus on deep scriptural mysteries that have profound prophetic impact. He's a renowned international speaker and hosts his own radio and television shows that are heard and seen around the world. He and his wife, Renata, They have three sons. Jonathan, welcome back to Family Talk. We're so delighted to have you. Dr. Dobbs and his wife, Shirley, send their regards. Oh, it it is a a joy to be back. And, you know, Dr. Dobson, you know, it's been one of the great blessings of my life to actually know him and get to know him because when I was a new believer, I would listen to him all the time. I consider him a giant. It's just an awesome thing. And I I pray for them, miss him. But I'm glad that he put things in good hands to him, you know, because you're a great man of God as well. Jonathan, as we get started, we're living in unprecedented times. I mean, we're seeing, what, fires and wild storms. We're hearing rumors of war. Uh, the Euphrates River is drying up. <laughs> I guess it's biblical. Yeah, uh, Jonathan, but there's a lot of fear and a lot of concern I see in the hearts and lives of people everywhere. And I think people are so beat down. They're angry. They're confused. They're frustrated, but they're crying out for help and hope. They're praying for a better day. They're praying that God would do something. Jonathan, what are you seeing? Well, you know, you know I, I'm kind of known for 
you know, opening these things up and giving warning. But I also, you know, this, I never write a book without hope because, you know, first of all, to me, it's the most exciting time. I mean, you know, the Bible said it's going to happen, so we can't complain when things happen. You know, the Bible says these are the last days we're going to see this, so we're seeing that. It tells me that God's on the throne. It tells me that the challenges are great. It also, and it tells me that if the dark is getting darker, the lights have to get brighter. So, you know, the apostles did not live in, quote, a Christian culture. You know, they, they lived in an anti-Christian culture. And yet they were the most powerful witness we've ever seen. So I believe that's what God wants. So to me, yeah, we are not to fear because we, of all people, know who's on the throne and we know the end of the story. And we also know the power we have. And so to me, really, Tim, to, I'll, let me put it this way. You know, when you're watching a movie, you know, what's the most exciting part? The last 15 minutes. So sure. what's the most exciting part? So God put us in the last 15 minutes. I'm excited about that. You know, we have to become the people God called us to be. You know, over the next couple of days, we're going to be talking about your new book, The Josiah Manifesto. Uh, it's a stunning, captivating work. I have it in my hands right now. I've been through every page. I've read every word in this book. I think it's your best work to date, Jonathan, but it's so captivating and challenging is what it is. But before we go into that, I want our listeners to hear a little bit more about you and your ministry. You have a ministry called Hope for the World Ministries. It's an end times based ministry. Tell us about that and what work is being done in and through that organization. Yeah, it's Hope of the World. And it's, you know, the, the congregation I lead is Beth Israel in Wayne, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Hope of the world is the world outreach. And basically it's two things. One is to get the word of God to the world, to the ends of the earth. Um, it also has all my teachings on there as well. And also to help with compassion projects around the world to the most needy. So really hope of the world is twofold. And, and I believe that's the great commission, you know, which is number one, get the gospel to all nations, but, and also feed the poor, you know, feed the hungry, help the poor, um, help the persecuted. So that's what we're doing. We're always in, you know, we're doing tons of projects to help the most needy of the world uh, and the lost of the world, which is really what it's all about. So, yeah, so that's kind of our, that's the outreach. Um, when people think of me, that hope of the world, um, it's on the web and, you know, and all the messages I've ever done are pretty much there as well. Well, Jonathan, God has certainly gifted you in so many ways. Let's go to that gift of writing, that voice that God has given to you. The Josiah Manifesto, again, I said it's a stunning, really captivating new book, but in it, you open up with this present darkness that we're in, this time of shaking, these dark events that we're seeing all around us. Tell us, Jonathan, what does the Josiah Manifesto reveal? Well, I would put it this way. What, what if God was sending us away a message, a revelation for this hour? What if uh, he was giving uh, really uh, an opening of what is going on, what is happening, what's behind it? What if behind the events of our time, it's not out of control. It looks like it's out of control. But what if there was an ancient mystery behind it? And I mean, that uh, a, an ancient calendar that is so specific, it actually not only ordains the events of our times, but actually the year, the month, the week, the date, in some cases, the exact second of the events of our times. That is what the Josiah Manifesto was going to open up. And also to give an answer. What if there was a way that, that from the Bible that God is highlighting, that's really the way to overcome for the, for not only now, but what's going to happen in the days ahead, how to overcome, how to stand, how to prevail this is, I would say, you know what this is, Tim, it, in some ways it's different from what I've written before, 
And that this is kind of like a prophetic journey where the puzzle piece, it's one puzzle piece, the other puzzle piece, then they all come together to really open up this key about uh, really the answer of what, how do we live and what do we need to know for the days ahead. And, and in some ways, for those who have read my other books, it's kind of like an airport because of almost every book I've written from The Harbinger to The Return of the Gods, the mysteries are kind of coming home and converging on this one, the Josiah Manifesto. So I believe in many ways, you know, it's one of the most important things I could have written. So I felt very strongly, as we were talking before the show, very strongly that this was the message for such a time as this, that for God's people to know. Jonathan, you talked about this present darkness being an ancient pattern with a new manifesting. You talked about it impacting our media, our entertainment, our marketplaces, our schools, corporations, public squares, government, culture, and so much more, setting in motion the transformation of a society. And I took a deep breath, and I thought, boy, is he right. Hmm. You're talking about it being an unrelenting darkness and a totalitarian darkness. Tell us what you mean by that. Well, what we are watching is, you know, sometimes it's been called soft totalitarianism. But we're watching something really creeping in. It starts very subtly at first. It starts, you know, in the, in the idea, in the name of tolerance and uh, do your own thing. And now we've gone to another stage where it has gotten so much, in, so entrenched in our culture that now it's anyone who doesn't agree, every knee shall bow. It's not stopping. It has not stopped. I mean, again, the Bible warns this is going to happen in the end times, but it's uh, the indoctrination of our children. That has not stopped. It, it is the uh, our culture. It is an alliance of government, culture, you know, media, you know, education, all these things, which are basically, it's apostasy. You know, the, you know, you know, Paul warned, he said in the last days, there'll be a great a falling away. And we are watching that every day. If you want to see biblical prophecy, like every day, this is what's happening. So really, it is not stopped. And it is it has no intention of stopping. And when I say I use the word totalitarian, it is seeking to eliminate all opposition. Now we are what stands in the way. Um, but again, we are the lights here, and nothing is going to stop the light at the same time. And Jonathan, then you connect it to what you call is the valley up front yes. as we step back and look at the ruins of the nation, a nation that has departed from her roots, her love, her passion, her commitment to God. And as I think about stepping back and looking at our current culture, nothing could be further. I mean, it's just, it's there it is. Yeah. You know, Tim, when I look at the books I've written, most of them have the theme in that what happened to ancient Israel when it turned away from God. Here's a nation that knew God, turned away from God, and then these signs began appearing. Well, the harbinger is the signs of judgment given to that nation warning. Well, this is also, this is taking this forward. These are really in the last days of ancient Israel. Now, you know, America and Israel are very much joined because I only know of two civilizations that were founded specifically for the purposes of God. And one was America, the other was Israel. And, and you know, America is not Israel, but it was actually created to be a form of Israel in the new world by the Puritans. And the thing is, we are now reenacting what happened to ancient Israel. When you turn away from God, it's a dangerous thing. You know, we are reenacting, you know, you said the valley. Well, the valley that I speak about at the beginning of the book, it's the Valley of Hinnom, where, you know, the prophet Jeremiah is overlooking it. And he is prophesying that, listen, you killed your children in this valley. They sacrificed their children on the altars of Baal and Moloch in the valley. And so God says, Judgment is coming. You cannot do that without judgment coming. So it's a warning and a wake-up call 
America, you know, Israel was in deep trouble. Actually, Israel went to judgment and destruction. America is also on that verge. We are a nation in danger because of what we have done. In the midst of it, you also then take us to an understanding of the year of Jubilee. Yes. Because it is at the heart of this new book, the Josiah Manifesto. Rabbi Khan, explain to us what that is all about. What's the meaning of Jubilee? What are the key tenets for those who don't understand that? Yeah, the year of Jubilee, every 50 years, the 50th year, the Bible says you'll sound the trumpet and really everything gets reversed, gets undone. Now, for in many ways, this is a great thing. Um, if you are in, if you are enslaved, you are released. It's undone. If you lost your land, you get it back. You are restored. So in, for many, it's the year of restoration, a year of blessing, you know, which it is. But at the same time, it's a year of reversal and restitution. If you took somebody's land that didn't belong to you, then in the year of Jubilee, it is all reversed. It's taken, what you took is taken from you. So it, at the same time, for the, the, there's another side of it that people don't realize. It's also a year of also restitution. And this mystery is going to basically reveal some, I believe, very incredible things about what's been happening in America, in the world, but particularly America, in our days. The Josiah Manifesto begins the mystery on the island of Cuba, where I gave an object and a word to Fidel Castro. And it had very much to do with the Jubilee. In fact, it actually, the mystery of it actually determined the exact year that his reign would end, the exact day it would end, and even the hour. That's how it opens up. That actually happened there. So that was, in that sense, it was of restitution. Uh, you know, it was taken away from him. So there's a judgment aspect. But now this mystery has touched our entire life, every, every one of us. Jonathan, there were some amazing things that happened as you visited Cuba. Yes. And I, I want you to share a little bit about how these things aligned, because to me, as I followed along, I couldn't believe what was unfolding as I turned each page. It was shocking from the moment when you presented Castro, the yeah. chauffeur. Well, you know, yeah, I, I don't, Tim, I don't usually, in my books, I usually don't, I've never included me because I don't, you know, it's about the mysteries, but I was, I witnessed these certain mysteries. So this is the first time I, I mentioned that. So yeah, I was asked to go to Cuba that Fidel Castro was opening up one month of that year or ever to allow for, quote, religious freedom, where there'd be these celebrations of Christians across the land. They asked me to come, open it up with the sound of the shofar. And so I was there for a month. I crossed the island and I was actually led to share throughout Cuba all about the Jubilee, the Jubilee, the Jubilee. And then at the end, the last event was in Havana, Revolution Square, and Fidel Castro came and the Lord opened the door for me to come to the presidential palace and present a gift. Again, one of them was the shofar. Um, Another was a Bible, which were actually banned in Cuba. Um, And another was a word, which which, which was like prophetic. Um, And so the thing is that for the believers of Cuba, it it was a message of restoration. And we saw incredible things happen there. But for Fidel Castro, again, he's the one who took what didn't belong to him. Basically, he took an island. He took what didn't belong. And so therefore, you know, when you look at this and you, and so I told him all, the the word and and the object was all about the Jubilee. And when you take the very day that he came to power and you go to the 50th year and then you go to the 50th day, that exact day is when his reign ended. It, on the, the 50th year, the 50th day, the Jubilee day, the Jubilee, 
And I, and that was what I gave him. And, and so it was actually at the exact, if you go, it goes to the hour, you know, to, uh, from when he came to power. So, I mean, God is above all things, even Fidel Castro. He, you know, we, you know, America was trying to get him out for decades. They could not, but the Jubilee did, <laughs> you know, so this is the opening. The first kind of puzzle piece is this other side to the Jubilee. Indeed. As you continued on, you began to unpack the whole issue of abortion yes, and the pandemic. And yes. you made connections that, again, were stunning to me, really breathtaking. Jonathan, talk to us about the legalization of abortion in 1970 and the connection of the pandemic in 2020. Uh, yeah. A lot of millions of children died from abortion. Millions of adults died during the pandemic. But the connection yeah. you made was yeah. was really earth shaking. Well, I'm the first one to get stunned or blown away by God in this, and and yeah, the thing is that we're setting up, you know, the jubilee. So for everybody listening, keep that in mind. But the second thing is, there's a law in the Bible that you know what you do to the children is coming back to you. You cannot kill the children and have it not come back. Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, that's when he was speaking about the Valley of Hinnom. He gave a prophecy and said, because you did this, it's coming back to you. When you killed the children, the death is coming back. And one of the forms that he gives as that it comes back is the form of, in Hebrew, it's called Dever Gadol, which means a great plague or great pandemic. And so now, when did America begin uh, actually killing children on abortion on demand? It actually began in 1970. So when go, when is the Jubilean year of that? The Jubilean year is 2020. 2020, another death comes to America. So that's the first one. Secondly, the day, you know, when abortion came to America, it came through to the continent. It came through New York. New York was the key in everything. Actually led to Roe versus Wade, what New York did. That bill, that legalized, first bill that legalized abortion on demand on, on the American continent in New York came to the legislature of New York on the day of January 20th, 1970. Now, what happens if you go forward one Jubilee, 2020 to the exact, to the day, it leads you to the date, January 20th, 2020. Anything happen? January, the day that the plague officially began in America, patient zero identified was January 20th, 2020, 50 years to the exact date. So the beginning of abortion coming to, a, to the land and the beginning of the plague coming to the land, one jubilee to the exact day. Yeah, which was incredible. I mean, how this connected together. Jonathan, you also cited Abraham Lincoln and talked about slavery and how the sort of the, this contagion, if you will, which is a chapter in your book, brings these pieces together. Yeah, well, Abraham Lincoln, kind of like Jeremiah, he said in his last inaugural address, not long before he died, he said, you know, the, he spoke about the Civil War as a judgment from God for slavery. And he said, you know, uh, it, it sh will it go on until every drop of blood that was drawn by the sword, the lash, will be answered by the sword of war? And, and so he's, there's just as Jeremiah said, the death of the children is going to be answered by the de your death. And so the question comes up and, you know, you have to ask the question, well, what about the numbers? You know, how many babies were killed in that initial period when abortion entered America, 1970, until Roe versus Wade, 1973? It's a three-year period. How many were killed in that period? Well, it, the, the answer is 1.3 million by the CDC. Well, then I had to ask, well, 50 years later, you have another three-year period. 
Uh, and, it, and it's a jubilee period of that. For, and it's the, it's the period of the plague from 2020 to the end of 2022, beginning of 2023. So the question is, how many Americans died of the plague? The answer is 1.3 million, the exact same number. As you continue to investigate all this, you began also to bring some connecting points between how abortion entered or began in our country, and you connected it with also how COVID or the pandemic entered our country. Jonathan, bring those pieces together. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. Well, well, you know what, Tim? We all remember it. You know, the day that, you know, I, I just spoke about the very first entrance of each, abortion and the plague. But then there was a day, if you remember, that everything hit. I mean, it was the day, it was the middle of March. And everything shut down. There was a quarantine came on America. The stock market crashed. Everything went into lockdown. We were all locked down. Trump went on the television to announce it. The media called it the day that everything changed, the day that everything changed. That was March 11th, and that was 2020, March 11, 2020. So what happens if you go back 50 years? And it takes you to March 11th, 1970. Anything of significance? March 11th, 1970 is the date that abortion actually began in America. And so the exact day when it fell on America, so the plague fell on America. Tim, it goes even more because it's not only the timing, it's also the exact place. Because at one point I speak about the Valley of Hinnom and there's actually a place in America that answers to that valley. You're listening to Family Talk, a division of the James Dobson Family Institute. I'm Dr. Tim Clinton, co-host, our special guest, seven-time New York Times bestselling author Jonathan Kahn about his new book, The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times. Jonathan, this book is just coming out. Where can people get copies of this new manifesto? A sure, instant New York Times bestseller. Well, thank you. The Josiah Manifesto is going to be literally everywhere. Um, you can go online. Uh, when you see hear this, you can go right online. Uh, Amazon will have it. Uh, Walmart will have it. Um, Barnes & Noble. Have it. It'll be pretty much everywhere. I pray people get it, not just for themselves, but for people in their lives who need to hear, need to know. Jonathan, I have been just mesmerized by what God has shown to you, if you will, in and through... Um, your work, your research, looking at the scriptures, really taking a look at what's happening in culture in these days. And Jonathan, at the end of the day, I know we're battling time here in our very first broadcast, there's always hope. And you're going to take us on a journey. There's a lot more to uh, expose, if you will, help people understand what's happening. But where are we going, Jonathan? Will you tease us out where we'll be going for days two and day three? (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be opening up the mystery of days, the mystery of appointed days, an ancient calendar that actually gives the exact days, uh, the time of when the shakings of America happen. We're going to see a mystery behind Donald Trump. We're going to see a mystery behind January 6th, um, the overturning of Roe versus Wade. We're going to see a lot of mysteries, and it's all going to lead to the what do we need to do? There is hope, yes, and that's what the Josiah Manifesto is about. Our special guest again has been Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. His new book, The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times. It's a must-read book. Jonathan, again, where can people get copies of this book? It's literally everywhere, wherever there are books. Um, you can get it on Amazon, online, anywhere right now. If you go online and also on any bookstore, even Walmart will have it. And again, I pray that people get it for people in their lives as well who need to know. 
On behalf of Dr. Dobson, his wife, Shirley, the entire team at the James Dobson Family Institute, we salute you and appreciate what God's doing in and through you for such a time as this. Thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait until tomorrow. Thank you. What a powerful program with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn and our co-host, Dr. Tim Clinton, here on Family Talk. Be sure to join us again tomorrow and then again on Friday to hear them continue discussing Rabbi Kahn's new book. It's called The Josiah Manifesto, from which they'll discuss The Mystery of Appointed Days. It's an ancient calendar that connects biblical events to current happenings. Now, you may have heard this Bible verse before. It's from Psalm 127, verse 3. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. Well, if you're raising kids right now, you know it's hard work, and I'm sure there are some days when you feel that that gift might need exchanging. (laughs) In the words of our own Dr. Dobson, though, remember, parenting isn't for cowards. Even children who are sweet and mild-mannered come with their own set of challenges. But if your son or daughter is strong-willed and defiant, that child can wear you out emotionally. And if you have one or more of these independent youngsters or adolescents under your roof, you know how difficult life can be. But be assured, there is hope. Here at the Dr. James Dobson Family Institute, we want to walk alongside you as a parent during the child-rearing years, especially if you have strong-willed kids in the home. That's why we've developed a new 10-day email series based on Dr. Dobson's best-selling book, The New Strong-Willed Child. It's designed to equip you to wisely lead your kids through even the toughest trials. To sign up, just visit us at drjamesdobson.org forward slash strong-willed child. That's drjamesdobson.org forward slash strong-willed child. You've been listening to Family Talk today. I'm Roger Marsh. I pray that the Lord will continue to richly bless you and your family as you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. This has been a presentation of the Dr. James Dobson Family Institute.